everyone, a quick and exciting announcement. Sleep and Relax ASMR's second NFT will be featured exclusively on Xtingles, available November 10th. This will be a limited edition NFT, meaning only a few will be available for purchase on Xtingles. Xtingles is the premier marketplace for ASMR digital art and collectibles, which you can collect, sell, and trade. Collecting pieces means you'll be a pioneer in this emerging technology as well as support this podcast. In practical terms, you'll be able to collect and trade digital art that combines audio and visual into one. The second NFT is titled A Thousand Voices, and it's my favorite so far, and I think you'll really enjoy it. So for more information, you can visit xtingles.com. That's X-T-I-N-G-L-E-S.com. Or you can email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com if you have any questions or comments. You can see the description of this episode for more details and information as well. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, I figured we could switch things up a bit, talk about some gaming, and in particular, some Super Mario. Now, if you're one of the few people in the world that don't know about Mario and his friends, let me give you a quick overview. Super Mario is a Japanese platform video game series and media franchise created by Nintendo and features the mascot Mario. Alternatively called the Super Mario Bros. series, or simply the Mario series, it is the central series of the Greater Mario franchise. At least one Super Mario game has been released for every major Nintendo video game console. There have also been a number of Super Mario video games released on non-Nintendo gaming platforms. The Super Mario games follow Mario's adventures, typically in the fictional Mushroom Kingdom, with Mario as the player character. He is often joined by his brother Luigi, and occasionally by other members of the Mario cast. As in platform video games, the player runs and jumps across platforms and atop enemies in themed levels. The games have simple plots, typically with Mario rescuing the kidnapped Princess Peach from the primary antagonist, Bowser. The first title in the series, Super Mario Bros., released on the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, in 1985, established gameplay concepts and elements prevalent in nearly every Super Mario game released since. So, in total, over 330 million copies of games in the Super Mario series have been sold worldwide. So, this makes it the second best selling video game series in history, being surpassed only by Nintendo's very own Pokemon series. So, my guess is that for the vast majority of listeners, you really don't need an introduction or um, background into Super Mario or the franchise. So, but, you know, maybe maybe you don't know anything about them. So, with that in mind, let's check out some interesting theories 
about everybody's favorite Italian plumber. These first few come at least from Mashable, and I'll kind of throw in my commentary as well. Theory number one. Mario and his friends are merely actors in a stage play. One of the most enduring fan theories online is that the entire video game world is a stage, and Mario, Luigi, and all their pals and enemies are merely players. Here are some pieces of evidence to support this theory. Number one, there is little to no continuity in the games. Sometimes players are good and work together, and sometimes they are evil and work against each other, and there is no explanation. And I guess you can also consider, for example, um, even something like Mario Kart, right? You have Super Smash Bros., where literally you can pair up Mario versus Bowser, which would make sense, or you can also pair up Mario versus Luigi. Doesn't really make much sense, right? They're two brothers, why are they fighting it out? Even Mario Kart, if you think about it, it's, you know, a bunch of quote-unquote good and quote-unquote bad um, characters. You have know, Waluigi, Wario, Bowser, um, you know, they're just organizing these little go-karts, you know, racing, essentially. So it wouldn't make much sense for someone to go um, for a friendly competition, uh, karting uh, experience with their antagonist, their, you know, biggest enemy who consistently steals or kidnaps uh, Peach, you know. And then Peach will race as well, of course, so it's like, it's kind of an interesting thought. Um, each of the levels in Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine are called episodes, sort of adding to the theory. And uh, you can actually see a camera crew in several Mario games. And if you think about Super Mario Bros. 3, it's actually built like a stage play, complete with a rising curtain. Um, at the beginning so the um, one of the uh, founders or the creator of Super Mario himself um, has actually mentioned that part of the theory is uh, in fact uh, true so what kind of started off as a theory I guess has been sort of cemented as really more of a uh, fact Next theory. Luigi is always with Mario because Mario keeps his strength in check. Luigi is often brushed off as the weak loser brother of the popular and strong Mario. I mean, this is what Mashable is saying. For me personally, I've never really identified Luigi as being particularly um, weak or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I view him as a physically superior character in his own way, to be frank. But anyway. But what if the guy in green, being Luigi, is actually a killing machine ready to rage at any moment? Hmm? You ever thought about that? One fan theory on Reddit explains that Luigi may be stronger than we think, and staying close to Mario keeps him from hulking out. Never heard of this theory before, but... 
the, the Reddit user was kind enough to explain. So here's what he or she um, provided as evidence to this uh, theory. Quote, Luigi's only fear is that he may go too far one day and hurt people on accident due to his powers running rampant. A common trait we see is his extreme fear of ghosts. The reason behind that is because ghosts have been known to have the ability to possess living beings. By staying close to his brother, he doesn't have to worry about hurting people because he knows that Mario is the most skilled fighter in existence and the only person who can stop him. Mario is the polar opposite of Luigi, a mortal man without any notable powers. Although I already disagree with that because if you ever played a Super Mario game, you know that Luigi typically is gifted with um, an extreme jumping ability. So he's not nearly as fast as Mario, but um, certainly in terms of his ability to leap, he seems to be able to, you know, outdo Mario there. But whatever, we continue. Despite that, I don't know what that was. Know something fell in my office. Anyway, we continue. Despite that, Mario is capable of fighting against villains um, that are capable of destroying dimensions and even defeating Luigi himself several times. Apparently, pointing to Super Paper Mario as an example, um, in which Mario used nothing but his sheer battle skills. By staying next to his brother, Luigi can make sure that if one of the many odd powers goes out of control or he turns evil, Mario will be close to stop the damage. I'm not really convinced by that. Um, granted, this is really the first time, but I'm, you know, because I like to go into these theory episodes being, you know, a fan and kind of learning along at the same time for the most part. But, um... I don't know, I don't really find it too convincing, to be honest. Like, I kind of just think, uh, even this idea that why is Mario considered to be super extraordinary in terms of his capacity? Why is he not just a mere mortal? I mean, I'm not saying that Mario is a mere mortal, but number one, they're blood brothers. So why would Mario have certain you know, like extraterrestrial abilities that his brother would at least possess in part. Seems kind of strange. And um, why Luigi can wield the same powers that Mario can wield. I mean, every game, there's no game, to my knowledge, that Mario can possess a power or ability that Luigi can't. Even if you go back to the Super Mario days, you know, the beginning of the franchise you know Mario could you know use the power-ups effectively you know to become extra fast invincible whatever I mean Luigi could do the same thing so don't know not uh, too convincing from my perspective let's move on to the next theory The next theory holds that the whole series is just Princess Peach's propaganda. 
Mario and his friends are just puppets, and Princess Peach is the puppet master, according to one Reddit user. Quote, Have you ever asked yourself why we're being shown a Princess Peach point of view of our favorite game? We always believed that Peach was telling the truth, and that she was the victim, and Bowser was a villain. What if Princess Peach is really just using the Mario games, which are plays, as propaganda to lead you to believe that Bowser is the villain? When in reality, Peach is an evil dictator who wants to oppress the people of the Mushroom Kingdom. The post explains that gamers are never shown Bowser's point of view, and therefore are never given a complete picture of the politics of the Mushroom Kingdom. For all we know, Princess Peach could be manipulating Mario into thinking she's kidnapped to feed into her master plan. It's a pretty dark theory. End quote. I think it's kind of interesting, right? It's like the Mushroom Kingdom's PR team. You know, they're the Secretary of External Affairs. I don't know who that would correspond to. But the idea that they would say, you know what, Bowser is an antagonist against our kingdom. Let's really, let's put on these plays to make it seem like he really is as bad as we think he is, where we want people to think even worse of him so that they're always on our side. It's kind of an interesting idea. Although it kind of goes back to it. I mean, if the entire point is that it's a stage play. To me, it seems more likely that these are all just actors kind of coming together. Unless the theory is really proposing that Peach is the one that kind of orchestrates the plays and you have basically a character that plays Bowser and really Bowser is just some dude. But they have an actor playing Bowser to make him look big and scary and, you know, fire-breathing and really evil. You know, I guess I guess that could also make sense. That it's not so much a play that's being run by Nintendo, let's say, for our entertainment. It's actually, the theory purports that it's, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom, Peach, that is orchestrating these plays so that us, the viewers, have an agenda against Bowser as well. It's kind of interesting. Next, theory. Super Mario Bros. is the only time Bowser truly kidnapped Princess Peach. Working under the assumption that Super Mario Bros. is real and not a play, the original game is the only actual time Bowser kidnapped Peach in, quote, real life. A user on Reddit, Mashable, I guess, uses Reddit as their source for everything, explains that Super Mario Bros. 2 is actually a dream sequence and therefore has no bearing in the real world. And Super Mario Bros. 3 was a play retelling with embellishments the events of Super Mario Bros. 1. Um, the user also goes into other games in the franchise. So in Mario World, Peach finally leaves Mario for Bowser. No kidnapping actually happens. In Super Mario World, Mario briefly moves to a nearby kingdom and attempts to romance Daisy. Mario 64. 
Peach decides to give Mario one last chance to get it right. She sends Mario a letter asking him to come and get her. Maybe a little white lie about kidnapping since she knows that Mario's, um, that's what triggers his, uh, spirit to go ahead and go save her. In Mario's Sunshine, Peach's reconciliation with Mario went badly and she reconnected with Bowser. Mario Galaxy. Mario has moved on from Peach to Rosalina. So, very interesting, this theory. And it kind of adds to this idea that maybe maybe these stories are being told from Peach's perspective because the idea of Peach being kidnapped and then not once but seemingly twice um, willingly kind of going over and hanging out with Bowser of an interesting concept at least this theory for me has some legs if you assume it's not a play which I guess really you have to assume it is because the creator said it was but it's a really interesting concept really interesting theory the next theory is sort of tied in with this last one and that is Mario only went to the Mushroom Kingdom once. The rest is just him reliving his glory. Glory. I don't know why I swallowed the L. Glory, glory. Similar to the theory that Bowser only kidnapped Princess Peach once in Super Mario Bros. The same goes for Mario's trip to the Mushroom Kingdom. Since the original game was the only one to exist in, quote, reality, all of Mario's other adventures to rescue the princess from Bowser are simply the fevered dreams of poor plumber reliving his glory days. The theories on Reddit goes as far as to say Mario creates reality TV spin-offs and grander marketing schemes on his whirlwind adventure, spinning greater tales and milking his fame for all it's worth. <laughs> it's actually quite an interesting concept as well. <clears throat> I mean, here on the uh, link, they don't really provide much more evidence, but yeah, it is kind of interesting, I guess, when you tie in everything with this idea of maybe a play, perhaps you can make the argument that the original Super Mario is sort of the reality, embellished, but reality, and then the rest of that series, you know, as you continue down, you know, it is set on a stage, it is, so you could maybe say it's maybe Mario, not Peach, that's responsible for orchestrating um, the play. So, I like that theory too. Next up, Wario is a crazy Mario fan. A theory posted um, reads as follows, quote, Mario is a celebrity and Wario is the stereotypical, creepy, overzealous, not quite sane stalker fan. Several pieces of evidence are mentioned to prove the theory. Mario is certainly a celebrity, as he has seemingly saved Princess Peach and the Mushroom Kingdom numerous times. Wario wears the same exact outfit as Mario, just with yellow and purple as the dominant colors, 
versus Mars Red and Blue. Who's to say Wario is even his real name, and not just a nickname he gave himself in rating M in Mario. In Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, 1992, Wario lives in a giant castle on an island, which has a giant statue of Mario. It is revealed that Wario stole the castle from Mario, and he is the final boss in the game. He could have been trying to live Mario's life because of his obsession with him and built a statue for him. When Wario loses to Mario, he can't accept his failure and jumps off the roof of the castle. I don't know enough about um, Wario or Waluigi to really know where they came from. I've kind of always just assumed that they were basically like twin cousins sort of thing. Like the black sheep of the family, just two brothers that look like Mario and Mario, or look like War look like Mario and Luigi. And they're kind of just envious that they're good. Mario and Luigi. And so Wario and Waluigi are like, alright, I guess we'll be bad since our cousins are good kind of thing. But no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's really just in Wario's case, at least just a dude that wants to dress up like Mario and wants to um, outdo him. You know, or maybe he started off as a as a zealous fan and maybe Mario dissed him one day. He didn't give him the attention that he thought he deserved. And then he turned bad. Next theory. And the next one does tie in a bit to what was said earlier about maybe Princess Peach. Maybe, maybe we have the story a bit wrong. And this theory proposes that Princess Peach is Bowser Jr.'s mother. Bowser Jr., the son of Bowser, of course, first appeared in the disguise of Shadow Mario at the beginning of Super Mario Sunshine. He frames Mario for, for excuse me, for spreading graffiti across the island and kidnaps Princess Peach. Finally revealing his identity and claiming that Princess Peach is his mother, Bowser Jr. says the, quote, evil Mario is the one who kidnapped her. He attempts to bring her to Corona Mountain, where his father is relaxing. It could be that Bowser told his son a lie in order to convince him to kidnap the princess and pass his hatred for Mario onto the next generation. However, Peach never denies these allegations, and it's never even hinted at another person who could be Bowser Jr.'s mother. There were also seven uh, Koopalings in Super Mario Bros. 3, who were believed to be Bowser's children. In an interview with Kotaku, Miyamoto, uh, the founder of the creator, commented, quote, Our current story is that these seven Koopalings and are not Bowser's children. Bowser's only child is Bowser Jr., and we do not know who the mother is. So even the creator doesn't deny Princess Peach may be Bowser Jr.'s mother. And remember, there are several games in the franchise where Peach willingly, I keep saying hanging out, I mean, I don't know what else, I don't want to assume anything, but there are several times where she willingly hangs out with Bowser, goes to his kingdom, they chill a little bit. So 
it really might not be outside of the realm of possibility that, you know, that is true. I mean, certainly if someone accused me of being the father of, you know, an evil witch's um, son or daughter, you know, I'd say it's not true. But in this case, Bowser Jr. is calling Peach his mother and, you know, he's not really, he's not really denying it, is he? So it's just one of those things to really ponder. It actually might have some legs, this theory. I think we have a couple more. Yeah, I think we have a couple more. Next theory. Super Mario Bros. is another version of The Legend of Zelda. Let's see, where did I put the notes for this? The Legend of Zelda has, quote, anti-Mario uh, characteristics because where Super Mario Bros. was straightforward, Zelda was more about problem solving. The two games were being worked on at the same time, but that doesn't stop games from theorizing that the Mario universe is really just another version of the Legend of Zelda universe. According to the theory, Super Mario Bros. is the retelling of the Legend of Zelda. The three main characters represent various characters from the series. Mario is Link, Princess Peach is Zelda, and Bowser is Ganon. The setting, the Mushroom Kingdom, is Hyrule. In the game The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, players can unlock a mask of Mario. This would seem to indicate that this is a historical figure who's confused with Link. The eight worlds in Super Mario can be could be represent representative of the eight temples in The Legend of Zelda, and they both have various themes that connect with them, including a water world in Mario and a water temple in Zelda. So, it could be, I mean, I think maybe more than somehow both being related i think that these are just easter eggs that they like to put in the games for the sake of people theorizing and kind of having a good time with it next up yoshi is actually a pokemon reddit user lopez 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 rico 304 don't know if i'm reading that right because it's kind of far away provides evidence that Mario's dinosaur companion Yoshi is actually a Pokemon. He cites the fact that Yoshi's eggs and Pokemon eggs look the same, and both Yoshi's and Pokemon obey the person they hatch with. Yoshi's let their master ride them and control them, their abilities, eating enemies, flying, spitting fireballs, etc., and Pokemon battle for their trainer. This theory suggests Mario is a Pokemon trainer, and that the Mushroom Kingdom is a region like Kanto or Johto. He could be a fictional character in the Pokemon universe in the early Pokemon games. Hmm. Yeah, it would kind of make sense, right? It would kind of make sense. Next theory. Demons exist in the Super Mario world. In Super Mario Galaxy 2, 
Mario meets a lot of people while traveling across various galaxies, but the most foreboding are those he doesn't meet. While visiting the Shiverburn galaxy, the player can view a group of shadowy figures staring down at them from a high cliff. The game file calls these creatures Hell Valley Sky Tree. Another one of these creatures appear in World 4-4 of Super Mario 3D Land, visible standing in the background behind the flagpole at the end level. The fan theory speculates that these creatures are demons from another dimension who have invaded the world of Mario. Since the demon is closer in the later Mario game, players wonder if they're coming to get us. Maybe they'll get a future antagonist in a Mario game, but as of right now, they simply watch from a distance. A couple more here. Some of them are kind of morbid, so I don't really feel like reading because, to be frank, this is supposed to be a sleep podcast. And I know that some people love, like, true crime and kind of, like, gory stuff. Which, personally, I don't understand, like, I think I've said this in other episodes, like, I know several people who listen to true crime as they fall asleep, and I just couldn't imagine, like, the idea of, like, because some of them are, like, death-related and stuff like that, so I don't want to necessarily bring them up. Next theory is, shy guys are the result of experimental mutation. Shy Guys are one of the few Mario enemies that first appeared in a non-Mario game, Doki Doki Panic, in 1987, which was rebranded as Super Mario Bros. 2 in 90, excuse me, in 88 in North America and Europe. They wear different colored robes, usually red, and a white mask on their face. Ever wonder why Shy Guys never take off their masks? Players have come up with their own theories about that, ranging from them secretly being part of an international mercenary spy conglomerate to being enslaved Shaolin monks. One particularly pervasive theory suggests that Shy Guys are experimental mutations, which is why they do not show their faces. If you beat Mario Power Tennis 2004, really fun game, I like vividly remember having a great time with, with that game. Um, if you beat Mario Power Tennis with Shy Guy, the celebration cutscene shows him tripping in front of Luigi. His mask falls off, and while we don't see his face, Luigi does. He is so shocked that he falls to the ground. This suggests Shy Guy's appearance is rather off-putting. In Luigi's Mansion, players do fight ghost Shy Guys. Their mask can be removed with Luigi's vacuum, revealing a black face with glowing eyes. Luigi could be seeing a similar face turning back at him in that moment. This next theory is sort of related to, you know, a couple of the other things maybe discussed, which is maybe Bowser isn't as bad as they make him out to be. Maybe Peach is kind of more of a villain or, you know, this particular theory is suggesting that Bowser isn't really the bad guy, it's actually Mario who is the villain. 
the Mario games are generally from Mario's perspective, making it pretty easy for Mario to twist things around on Bowser. He could easily make Bowser look like the bad guy and himself the hero. But Mario may be the real bad guy at the end of this. Well, so this is sort of the, the thinking behind it. Quote, well, it's obvious that Mario is a pro-human supremacist. In Super Mario Bros. 3, it's clear that the princess is married to Bowser and that the humans have made a treaty with the reptile people to gain the ability to change themselves into animals as well. This magic was previously only accessible through the use of magic suits. However, Mario cannot allow this as it would undermine the purity of humanity. So he goes on a quest to end Bowser. I don't even want to continue that theory because the idea of Mario being like a pro-human, um, almost like a racist kind of thing, I, I really wouldn't even want to uh, explore it. Because the games are so much fun that the idea, <laughs> the idea of playing the game is like uh, a really hateful little plumber. Kind of, kind of, it's kind of off-putting to be honest. Let's do a lighter theory, and this one suggests that Dr. Mario is the third Mario brother, or their father. Mario is known for his work as a plumber and the savior of the Mushroom Kingdom. So when did he find the time to become a doctor? Well, according to Reddit user MSW Vanko, he didn't. The user states that Dr. Mario is actually the third Mario brother, and talks about his appearance in the fighting game Super Smash Bros. Melee 2001. Quote, He has a similar moveset to Mario Luigi, and while Luigi is a lighter and floatier comparison to Mario, Dr. Mario is heavier, harder-hitting alternative. Dr. Mario's hair is also, slight, is also lighter than Mario's, taking an almost blonde or more auburn tint to the plumber's dark brown hair. Mario also seems to be more athletic than Dr. Mario as he is a faster as he is faster and can wall jump, whereas the doctor cannot. Others speculate since Dr. Mario is slower and has lighter hair, which could be due to graying or old age, he could be the Mario Brothers father. I'm interesting yeah, I mean because Mario is a plumber who is from at least his perspective out there trying to save the mushroom kingdom and the idea that Mario number one would have the time to go from being a plumber saving the mushroom kingdom to a um, medical doctor and then changing his hairstyle and all that it's kind of interesting that um, yeah maybe it is their father And I think we have two more theories in this episode. These are very interesting to me. This next theory suggests that Waluigi is the hated third Mario brother. Waluigi is to Luigi what Wario is to Mario. The character first appeared in Mario Tennis for the Nintendo 64. Waluigi is so goofy and downright bizarre that fans have developed some sort of 
weird love for him. And he is he's kind of like a spider. It's like a weird... Like, Wario, for me, is more menacing and more diabolical. Whereas Waluigi is more just dorky and, like, uncoordinated. I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of comical. Despite its growing popularity, the character has yet to appear in any of the main Mario games and is limited to spin-offs like Mario Kart and Mario Strikers. One theory suggests that this is because uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, the creative genius behind most of Nintendo's beloved characters, despised Waluigi. Miyamoto has teased adding a third brother to the franchise, though unenthusiastically. Unlike Wario, Waluigi never seemed to fit as a mirror-verse version of the Mario Brothers. Some have speculated this is because he was originally intended to be Mario and Luigi's brother, but Miyamoto hated the idea so much that he made the character so grotesque that Nintendo would never use him as a protagonist. <laughs> there you go. And the last theory, Super Mario Bros. 3 is a Wario origin story. Super Mario Bros. 3 is the entry in the series that completely revolutionized the gameplay of the franchise. It was the first one that introduced power-up mushrooms, other than just the regular Super Mushroom. It gives us the Koopa Kids, and it gave us many of the major enemies that are still a staple of the series today. But was this game really just an origin story for his arch nemesis, Wario? Mario's sprite in this game is much different than the rest of the series. He has black overalls instead of the traditional blue. Also, his mustache looks much more pointy than normal. Not to mention Mario and Luigi look identical. The theory claims that you are really playing as Wario, a struggling stage actor who is doing a performance of the events of the first Super Mario Bros. game. And I think I had included an entire paragraph, but unfortunately, for some reason, I must have forgotten to copy-paste. But I guess the theory is just suggesting that because Mario's appearance looks different than in other uh, games, you know, the clothing, the extra pointy mustache, which is true if you look at Wario, you know, aside from being physically heavier, and I think taller than Mario as well, um, you know, his mustache is particularly pointy and kind of sinister. So it could be that Wario is actually the player you are, you know, utilizing throughout gameplay. And uh, Nintendo just kind of tricked you there. Could be the case. So there you go. Those were a few fun Super Mario Bros. Um, theories. I hope you enjoyed them. Let me know which one you thought was most interesting. Let me know if you have more evidence to support one or deny one. Maybe there was one that I missed out that you thought was really interesting that I should have included. You can always reach me by emailing hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and take care.